This is the latest. Hello and welcome back to The Latest, hosted by me, Amelia. And me, Bella. Today we spoke to the infamous Jackie Weaver. Now, to give you a brief introduction for those of you who don't know who Jackie Weaver is, she became a Twitter sensation over lockdown for being told she had no authority here during a Hanfith Parish Council meeting. We discussed issues surrounding International Women's Day and how she's seen as a feminist icon by many and we also talked about the wider picture of her work and how she's encouraging young people, especially women, to get involved with their own local councils and politics. A lot of people, I guess, um, might think that I was kind of invented about 12 months ago um, because that was when I first appeared on on kind of any media uh, format. But I really have a day job, still do, um, looking after 230 town and parish councils across Cheshire. Now, that's 230 of them across the whole country. There are over 10,000 and the number is growing. And that means that there's an awful lot of people who are councillors, so you can roughly say if you've got 10,000 councillors, you've got 100,000 councillors. And what I've tried to do over this last year is encourage more women and actually younger women, because the demographics also and the ages also an issue, to get involved in local democracy. And I think this idea of anything to do with local councils has to be political puts a lot of people off. Because I think a lot of people have real community passion but not necessarily party political passion and i'm trying to spend certainly spent the past of the year trying to convince people that you can get involved with local councils and you don't have to be a political creature and you will make a difference really nice and we've seen that you've 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 brought out a podcast and what as well and a book does that kind of follow on from you know when when you came famous let's say on twitter is that did that all kind of come from that or was that being prepared before oh gosh the idea of writing a book would never occur yeah. to me <laughs> i think there's um i don't know if anybody thinks about writing a book but to me writing a book means um squirreling yourself away for six months maybe a year maybe more um and slaving over a keyboard nights where you're up all night with trying to get the right paragraph and thinking, I thought, no, life's too short. <laughs> then somebody got in touch and said, would you like to write a book? And my first thought was, no, don't answer that. Um, and then, you know, they, we talked about what the process would be. And this isn't, um, it's a collaboration, if you like, between myself and the publisher. So um, the way in which the book is, um, is laid out, that was all the publisher's idea. Um, and did make it really easy because then all I'm doing is writing um, pieces, if that makes sense. And then the piece, the pieces are easy to write because they're fairly short. And then somebody puts them together for me and makes them more beautiful. So it wasn't such a painful experience. <laughs> so would you say you found that process quite enjoyable? It was interesting. Um, for anyone who's read the book, and obviously I would encourage everybody to read them, <laughs> Um, I guess what surprised me was how much, how much I actually wrote about my family and my mother particularly. So I make no secret of the fact that I did not have a particularly good relationship with my mother. Um, and I guess in writing the book and then looking back over it as a, as a whole, um, it did surprise me how much of that experience has kind of coloured the person that I am today. 
hopefully not necessarily in a bad way, but <laughs> certainly have made me in part who I am today. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to ask you, what does when, you know, International Women's Day comes around once a year and um, isn't massively spoken about a lot until it really comes up to about a week before. Yeah. But what does International Women's Day mean to you? Um, I think in some ways it, it's just a handle. It's just a name. Um, but it's a valuable tool, even though it's just a handle or just a name, because actually throughout the world, throughout the country, I mean, I, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but throughout the country, I know that there are lots of organisations that do tremendous things with women to support them, but also to encourage women to put themselves forward. They're still so underrepresented in so many areas. Um, and having that handle enables us to kind of come forward and say, look at what we're doing. So that, you know, for the next month, basically, um, I've got so many things that people have asked me to just you know, chip into. Um, and I think it's marvellous that it's become something that isn't just one day. It, it's that handle that allows us to come together over most of March, in fact, to celebrate what women are doing. Definitely. And um, this, this year's theme is it's hashtag break the bias. Um, and we wanted to ask you whether you've encountered any biases being a woman personally or even in the work that you do with local and parish councils and what you've done to break them or continue to break them um, and just just generally if that impacts you and, and how you overcome it. Um, I think for me and maybe it, I'm splitting hairs if I say that bias and um, perception are two different words that they're, they're perhaps you know very similar and that is I think there is an assumption that local politics is for men. And I think that stops so many women coming forward. And if it stops older women coming forward, and by older, I mean experienced, if you like, um, and at my age, older, you know, um, I don't know what we're going to call it. Let's call it 50 onwards. So anybody under 50 um, is just not making that connection between local government, local, um, local democracy, is going to give me the tools I need to achieve what I want to achieve. I think a lot of people think of it as being a means to an end. I am a councillor. That's all I wanted to be. I'm not actually, but you know, it's kind of like, here I am, I've arrived. Um, and it's like, no, being a councillor is only part of it. What do you want to do with being a councillor? Now, for some people, it is a career progression. And I think that that is equally valuable. So if you're a young person, a young woman who is thinking of breaking into politics but hasn't quite made up their mind yet a local council is a great way of doing it because you can do it as a completely independent person you don't have to have chosen your party but you can use that as an opportunity to build your contacts build a really great understanding of how you work in a council and move up the system if you want on the other hand you might be a young mum who deplores the fact that the whole community seems to think there's nobody under 50 living there. There's nothing for young families or young people to do. And you want to make sure that your children, as they get a little older, at least have a play area. Now, national politics isn't going to do that for you, but local democracy might. One thing that, um in terms of very local democracy for us, it's currently our um, 
like the LUU lead elections. So we basically elect all the different student execs. And at the moment, we have an all-female team, which is brilliant. And a lot of the people that have applied for it this year have also been women. And so that might be a good way to then lead into local politics and local councils for women who, or anyone really, who doesn't really know how to get into that kind of job, what advice would you give them? Um, I don't know if I'd give them any advice. I'd just say, well done and keep doing it. I mean, it's one of the reasons why um, I got involved with the um, elections for the Open University and promoted those, again, for the same kind of reason. To, well, not the same as yours, because you've already kind of got there, it sounds like, but to try and increase the diversity because they were also experiencing that their um, board was, was kind of being made up of more older people and more older men. Um, and it was no longer becoming representative of the student body. Yeah, I mean, you're lucky in a way, because at least we're halfway there, because they'll all be fairly young. <laughs> um, so we're only then starting to look at the other areas where we're trying to get diversity. Um, but yeah, that, that's why I like to talk to universities. Is I think it's a really good opportunity to encourage people to think about what they might want to do locally, but also to kind of reassure them that, you know, you are going to have to push. I mean, often when I talk to young people, and I, I probably mean younger than yourselves, um, there's a kind of assumption that a local council is going to come and get you. I don't mean in a, in, a, in a horror film sense, but you know, it's kind of like you've only got to pitch up and go, I'm young. <laughs> and they'll go, oh, please come in. You know, um, no, we all have to earn our place there. Yeah. So that, you know, elections, find out what the election cycle is and tell people, what do you stand for? Because if you stand for nothing, well, stay at home. Yeah. Leading on as well from the idea that you said, obviously the university board had a lot of uh, older male uh, leaders in the infamous Zoom call that I'm pretty sure everyone in the UK knows about. You would like we saw you, um, you know, challenging the men who were being very aggressive towards you. Um, and like, how did you feel when you were shut down by them and like told you, you had no authority in a way? Um, I guess I'm lucky in a number of different ways um, for the reason that I was there that night. So they did not directly employ me. So that's the first thing. If, if they had been my employers, I would not have had the confidence that I have. Okay, so I was brought in from outside and I was brought in from outside to do a job. And that job was to facilitate the meeting. So for me, um, and I guess it's something that I say comes with age and experience, what I've learned to do, and there is a chapter about it in my book, um, is to compartmentalise stuff. So although, I mean, I've heard it played to me more times than I could even yeah. imagine, <clears throat> when I hear it, I'm always shocked by it, because actually I heard so little of it on the night. So that, you know, it was, it was really what I heard was authority. And at that moment, I'm then checking with myself that actually I do have the authority to be there. I do have the authority to do what I'm doing, because if I don't, then the meeting is not going to go ahead. And I have failed in the one task that I've got to complete that night, which was make the meeting happen. 
So there was so much going on, and I think you could see with the chairman, it was a bit like a chess match even when we first started. Um, and he was goading me to go down any particular route I could choose. Like, for example, are you the clerk or the proper officer? No. So constantly trying to re redirect me so that I moved away from that initial um, goal, which was to make the meeting happen. And then what would happen is we would spend time discussing that rather than the substantive issue. So for me, that calmness comes from being very focused on what you're trying to achieve and the rest becomes noise. And how often do things like that happen in local parish council meetings? Is that is that is that is that representative of, of what happens or is it not at all? And do you think it's fair to say that maybe if you were male, the events could have played out completely differently? No, um, sorry, that, that the no was the answer to the second part of the question. Um, this was a power struggle between two factions in the council. It had nothing to do with me. Um, I was just a, an irritant um, that was getting in the way of the, the overall objective. And for whatever reason, you'd have to go back you know, months and months to research this one. Um, the whole purpose was not to hold the meeting. Okay. So, uh, no, I mean, whoever was there as that irritant, I think, was going to get you know, both barrels. Was it a sexist thing? I don't think so. Um, do you think, uh, do, do these things happen often? Absolutely not. And that's why I said when, when I hear it replayed, I am still shocked. I, I, I didn't know anybody could be that angry, other than on the telly. I mean, that's where you see people being angry. Oh, it's, it's just it just fascinates us because you are you are seen as quite a bit you know Piers Morgan referred to as uh, well link likened you with Emmeline Pankhurst on Good Morning Britain um you know and you are seen as this kind of hailed as this feminist icon um not even just in student communities just in in, in the population in general and but how does that make you feel to be to be you know linked with people like that one of the most important figures in modern British history and you know next with Jackie Weaver's next to Emmeline Pankhurst how, how does that feel? A complete fraud. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I, again, for me, that that was my job. I wasn't doing more or less than I am paid to do. Um, also, it kind of kicked off about two months after the actual event. Um, and when it first happened, the media attention, my first thought was, well, this is really good in a way. Um, because it, it's at least given us some press coverage and town and parish councils get no press coverage at all you know so here was an opportunity and you know open the door and welcome it um, and just say yes to everything because this is not going to last long at all so we thought that that'll take us through saturday then sunday of course would be the sunday papers so they would be different so that's sunday then monday was tv radio constantly throughout are you thinking give it a, give it a week i mean it, it, the, where's the substance to this it can't last more than a week <laughs> and then you know we we're past a year um and i still have um over forty thousand followers on twitter which keeps going up and i keep waiting for them all to leave me oh. <laughs> they haven't done yet um and again a lot of people feel that I might have something relevant to say um, about World Royal Women's Day. Uh, not the Royal Women's Day, something else that I'm involved in, International Women's Day. But 
I, I guess it's it's the benefit of having, um, and I think this is also true of the other organisations that involve me, is that I think many organisations that do incredibly great work don't get noticed. I mean, certainly for 25 years in the parish council world, I've never been noticed. I mean, yes, in my own group, um, you know, people know in my community, as in my community of parish and town councils know who I am, but nobody outside. So as soon as you have some someone or something that grabs that media attention, I think it's the it's the link between the world, not the world, I'm exaggerating, between um, you know your average citizens and the organisation that wants to get a message out there. And for the moment, linking my name to it does give it some more weight. And I'm happy for doing that for things that I do feel strongly about. And as well, as we have mentioned, you know, you are seen as a feminist icon. People think you're amazing. They think you're brilliant. You know, your 40,000 Twitter followers obviously do. Um, but do you yourself have any like inspirational female icons that, you know, could be your personal Jackie Weaver as you are to us? Um. I've been asked that lots of times and I find it really difficult to answer and I'm not really sure why. Although I suspect that probably takes me back to the book. Um, I'm learning how to push this now. Um, I, I guess for me, the person that probably sticks out of my mind most, and this is going to sound so twee, is my grandmother. Um, and that was someone who, um, you know, I, I, mean, I think many people of that age, um, if you imagine my grandmother is, you know, dead now, but obviously considerably older than I am, um, had had a very hard life. Money was incredibly short. Um, brought up um, two boys, the two boys married, the two boys had children, all the love, you know, the things you expect in life. But no matter how hard life was, she was always kind to me. And I think that's something that is hugely important and really underestimated. That is such a lovely message to send to not only us, but obviously mm -hmm. our listeners. And I I really understand that as well. My my grandma is she's my best mate, and I think she's such a wonderful woman. And it's lovely that, you know, obviously your grandmother's one of your female inspirational icons in that traditional almost is being carried down to people my age and I think my grandma she's she's amazing she's brilliant and it's you know I think obviously International Women's Day is celebrating women on a specific day but women themselves are celebrating other women every day and I, I do think that's a quite a lovely thing and I think obviously you being you know this kind of icon just pushes that idea further that a seemingly you know ordinary person can then become such an icon for other people. I went to um, an awards um, event last year that was um, that was looking at the most inspirational woman of um, twenty twenty one. I think it would have been, um, and it was a really it was a, a lovely experience. Um, and at the end of it, somebody asked me to comment on it. And I thought, oh my God, you know, quick, think of a comment. You know, the whole event lasted about four hours. Now give me a quick comment. And the comment that I came up with, because it was something that 
I really felt very strongly about this, again, on that kindness um, kind of theme. And that was, I wish that every woman in the room would give themselves half as much kindness as they have extended to every other woman in the room. That's a really nice message because I was just about to ask you is there a is there a motto or a saying that you kind of live by on a day-to-day basis but if there's anything you want to add please do but that was that's a really really positive message really I don't say I live by it I'm not a hypocrite (laughs) I try to live by it but just as you know and just the same as any other woman we are as bad as each other I mean as bad as each other because even when we are supportive of our friends and our colleagues we are very hard on ourselves. Um, and that includes me. Um, but I do try to bear that in mind and I do try to be kinder to myself. I don't always see. I think that's something that we ourselves have also, mm-hmm. like over the past few weeks, we've been getting more involved with, you know, our own news team and we're hoping to progress more and our boss, if you will, says to us all the time, guys, you're doing brilliant, you're doing so well. And we're always like, oh, no, we're just doing our jobs. It's <laughs> nothing that major, but it's, we do need to extend that kindness to ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think that is a really lovely message that should definitely be, you know, put out more to people in general, but especially women who constantly, you know, women never have anything nice to say about themselves. But it's, if you ask them about their best friends, oh, she's the most wonderful woman in the world. So... And I think it is specific to women. I I don't think men, and forgive me chaps those are listening, I don't think men tend to internalise things as much as women. Um, I think um, I was talking to the the Lady Mayor of Bath last year, um, and she said something that, that stuck with me, and that is there's a job, and the job has a specification. And a man looks at the specification and see that he can do 80%, sorry, a woman looks at it and sees that they can do 80% of the requirements in this job specification and says, it's not for me. A man looks at it, sees he can do 40% and says, that's my job. <laughs> Exaggerating, I'm sure, I'm sure that it's also very pejorative, but there is something in our makeup that does make us feel less certain of ourselves and men i think generally is a generalization don't have quite the same feeling of those things as we do i think just just to take it back to the work that you do within the local and parish councils is there any changes that you want to see for women in local political and council positions is there anything that's happening you know because i think more women are coming into places into positions like that but is there any other changes that you want to see happen for women yeah i mean one of the things i think is essential um is and we are doing it is we have to continue to uh, lobby central government to extend the coronavirus um, legislation so that local councils can meet virtually because it's all very well people of, of my age and many of them are in fact older even older honestly um, so we're being involved with local councils. So we meet at 7.30 at night. We don't finish too late because we don't want too late a bedtime. Um, and, you know, we have time during the day in order to, to read papers and go, you know, go to committees or whatever. So if we're going to attract a younger person, then that younger person is going to have more commitments. They might have work, 
they might have children, they might have adults that they're looking after, they may have, and of course this also applies to older people, they may have disabilities, you know, they may have travel commitments, etc. All sorts of things that make the current model of how we hold meetings unsuitable. So we have got to get those virtual meetings back. Thank you for speaking to us. It's been a really positive chat. I feel very empowered. <laughs> I, I feel great after that. So thank you for that. Good. And then maybe maybe it would be nice to kind of run a, I don't know, an, an online competition or some other competition, just so that when somebody does do something, either kind or where they have been kind to themselves, they send a message. I think that would be nice. I think it'd be nice for people to read afterwards. This is the latest.